0: This is AutoLine Daily, a show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Volkswagen is making a huge investment in North America. The automaker announced it's spending $7.1 billion over the next five years to expand its lineup, boost R&D spending, and increase manufacturing. By 2030, it's aiming for EVs to account for 55% of new car sales in the U.S., and the entire group will introduce 25 BEVs to help reach that goal. VW plans to stop selling gasoline-powered vehicles in the U.S. by early next decade, and it will build up battery cell production in the region to help power all of those new EVs. In addition, by 2030, VW wants to localize all major design and engineering for bodies and interiors of vehicles that will be sold in North America, and it plans to develop more software in the U.S. Tesla delivered its first vehicles to customers today built at its Berlin Gigafactory. Elon Musk was at the event, which handed over 30 Model Ys to customers. Tesla spent $5.5 billion to build the plant, which will have the capacity to produce half a million vehicles annually by 2025. The site will also generate 50 gigawatt-hours of battery power. With the plant now coming online, Tesla won't have to ship vehicles made at its Shanghai factory to Europe, which will allow it to focus on boosting sales in China. Bridgestone is looking to become more than just a tire company and wants to get into mobility services. Last month, it partnered with Spanish startup Scubic to provide it with tires, maintenance, and telematics for its last-mile electric vehicles. And now Bridgestone is investing in autonomous vehicle startup May Mobility, but it didn't say how much. As part of the deal, May Mobility will integrate Bridgestone's predictive tire-centric and fleet management technologies into its vehicles to help reduce cost of ownership. And Bridgestone will provide service and maintenance for May Mobility's autonomous vehicles, through its network of 2,200 service centers in the U.S. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Porsche hit instant success with its first electric car, the Taycan. It outsells all of Porsche's cars, though not its SUVs. Even so, Porsche claims that the Taycan is earning double-digit profit margins. Next up is the electric version of the Macan, which is nearly $30,000 cheaper than the Taycan. When it launches, it's not going to be as profitable as the ICE version of the Macan. But Porsche says it knows how to take out cost and that in two to three years, it will be as profitable. Porsche is going all-in on electrics, and by 2030, it predicts that 80% of its sales will be pure battery electric vehicles. Cadillac is celebrating a big milestone with the launch of its first all-electric vehicle. Yesterday, the Lyrics started rolling down the production line at GM's Spring Hill, Tennessee plant. GM spent $2 billion to upgrade the facility to build the electric SUV, That plant also produces the Cadillac XT5, XT6, and the GMC Acadia. Cadillac says the debut edition of the Lyric is all sold out, but it will start taking orders again in May. Ford will start delivering the all-electric F-150 Lightning to customers this spring, and it just confirmed the truck's EPA range. Models with 318 kilowatts of power and the standard range 98 kilowatt hour battery pack have an estimated 230 miles of range. And models equipped with 420 kilowatts and the extended range 131 kilowatt hour battery pack are rated at 320 miles. But there is one exception. Platinum models will only have 300 miles of range, even though it comes with the extended range battery. Humans generate trillions of pieces of microplastics which end up in the ocean and harm marine life. But to help prevent that from happening, Audi has created a filter for sewer drains that prevents the particles from getting into water. Every car ride creates tire and road wear particles. And in Germany alone, 110,000 metric tons end up on streets every year. Audi is testing the system in Berlin and says initial results show the filter is effective. It can trap microplastics up to three millimeters in size and is designed to operate for a year without the need for maintenance or cleaning. The next step is to extend tests and gather more info on their effectiveness. Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world, but will always be one thing a reliable partner for our customers. Volvo has another vehicle that's hitting dealer lots in North America, like the XC60 Recharge Extended Range that we reported on yesterday. It's its first electric-only model, the C40 Recharge, but that electric-only part of its name is a little misleading. The C40 is based on the same platform as the XC40 and built in the same plant, which is located in Belgium, as the gas-powered and plug-in hybrid versions of the XC40 but the C40 being a fastback and electric, it looks quite a bit different from those other models. However, that does lead to two of the biggest drawbacks of this vehicle in my opinion. I think the grill looks awful and driver visibility is terrible. The grill thing is subjective and I understand it cuts down on assembly time and cost by not going too far away from the XC40, but I don't think it fits the overall design of the vehicle. And while all fastback SUVs that I've driven have been terrible with visibility, I had to adjust my side-view mirrors differently and duck down on occasion just so I could see behind me better. Maybe that's why designers made the interior look so good, to take your mind off other things. The vehicle is completely leather-free, which is a first for Volvo, and I really like this two-tone black and blue combination. It really was eye-catching, and these pictures do not do it justice. The body and chassis are another highlight of the C40. The suspension is a bit on the stiff side for an SUV, but the whole package feels very tight and there's no rattles or things vibrating around in the C40. And with 402 horsepower on tap, there's plenty of get up and go. It'll do zero to 60 in 4.7 seconds and it will plant you into the back of your seat if you punch it anywhere between 15 and 45 miles per hour. One interesting aspect to the C40 is that there's only one additional regen braking mode and no drive modes. Volvo says its customers are the kind of people that set it and forget it. I'll be interested to see if that stays that way. Now let's get to battery and range. It has 75 kilowatt-hours of usable space, which returns an EPA range of 226 miles. That's certainly less than other electric crossovers like the Mach-E and Model Y, but I would hope that Volvo will improve its EV efficiency when it stops sharing platforms with ICE cars. The C40 Recharge is on sale now, both at dealers and online, with either one of two prices before incentives – $58,750, or $59,445. There's only one option for the C40, and that's metallic paint, which accounts for the price difference. Everything else comes standard. And speaking of new models, Lotus is coming out with a version of the Amira that it says has, quote, the world's most powerful four-cylinder engine. It's a turbocharged unit plucked from AMG's parts bin, and custom-tuned, including a bespoke exhaust system for the Amira 1st Edition. It makes over 350 horsepower and sends all that power through an 8-speed DCT with paddle shifters, a first for Lotus. Pricing for the Amira 1st Edition starts at about 72,000 pounds in the UK and nearly $86,000 in the U.S. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be right back here again tomorrow. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.